cliffcentral.com. Hello and uh, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, thank you for all those shout outs on social media. I see you. So we are super excited today to kick off this leadership conversations with Super Lead here at Cliff Central. So the idea really is that every week we'll have a conversation on a leadership topic and that will be anchored on a book. So for that we have anchored, we have sort of uh, coined a show, um, Leadership Books Unpacked with Super Lead. And the idea really is that we'll dive into a topic, going through that book, extracting actionable insights on the show every single week. And the purpose really is to almost give you the sense that you can read a book per week. Imagine that. Imagine someone said to you as your newest resolution this year, go out there and read a book per week. Some of you will start thinking, you know, you've got all these demanding jobs and, you know, you're going to do all of the many countless responsibilities. But here on the show, we will do our best to pick up uh, those books that are sitting on the shelves, those books that you've always wanted to read, and we'll unpack them for you. It will be an easy conversation. Um, and to facilitate for us, I'm joined by Ngobile Ngobo, who... Is here to ask me the tough questions. Nobile, welcome. Hi, Amanda. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to unpack this book and to continue to unpack other books because I'm one of those that has them on the shelf and <laughs> you know, doesn't take them out. <laughs> yeah, I also have a few. So I think this show will help me to to also pick up those. I, you know, some of you who know me, I've got this big uh, bookshelf in, in, in my background and largely just so that I can have them on my Zoom and um, Backgrounds, but I think this is going to be hard, right? Because I I host a super lead podcast, and I'm used to be on the other side, mm-hmm. and I'm used to be asking the questions. And uh, are you going to take it easy, just 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 so you ease me into this? Yeah, I think the question is, would you take it easy on yourself? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. All right, so I think I think we'll do that. So now let's let's do let's introduce today's book. Um, and uh, I'll do that sort of by introducing today. Topic. Um, we are going to start right at the beginning. And I will never forget, I was sitting at a global leadership summit in Chicago, and one of my favorite authors, Patrick Lencioni, kicks off his talk. Um, and, and you can just imagine it's a crowd, it's thousands of people in the venue, and there were hundreds of thousands uh, of people that were dialing in on the other side. So, uh, most of the people there, super leadership enthusiastic folks. And then he starts by saying he believes that a lot fewer people should be leaders, right? So, so everyone who's there, you know, they're thinking about how do we grow more leaders and, you know, build more leaders in our society. And he starts off, you know, we're sitting there nervously at the edges of our chair. He says, no, um, it, 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 normally we kind of go, everyone must go and be a leader. But it doesn't have to be that way, especially because there's sort of two kinds of leaders. There are those that are doing it for the wrong reason and those that are doing it for the right reason. So today we want to kind of 
talk about that um you know kind of getting us on the path of doing leadership for the right reason he calls them reward centered leaders and responsibility centered leaders those reward centered leaders you know they're doing it for the status or it's a stepping stone for their career or the the linkedin profile a whole host of stuff but the uh, responsibility driven leaders you know they want to serve a cause they want to serve a purpose so today's conversation is about how do you lead with a purpose mindset and for this Nobile, we will be talking uh, and anchoring our conversation on a book by Christine Wellen called Finding Your Purpose. Mm. Um, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. So you're ready to be on the other side? <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. No, but this is really exciting. I'm excited to explore the key themes in this book. And the book, as you said, is called Finding Your Purpose. And so I think a good place to, to start is to ask you, what is purpose? What does it mean to have purpose? Just as we kick off this conversation. Yeah. The idea was... To make it easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you're not doing well yet. So, all right, let's see. You know, the thing about purpose, it's one of those big ideas, right? Uh, which the author um, also kind of confirms. It's one of those ideas that we think about, you know, sometimes, like maybe late night conversations, and then we very quickly put it aside, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, every now and again, we get reminded by it when something happens or some show like this, you know, you're like, yeah, what's my purpose in life? And then you're like, hey, forget it. Let's just play music and let's go to work. Um, so, in in one sense, it energizes some people that have sort of worked through this. Mm-hmm. In another sense, it sort of creates this sense of, you know, um, this sense of concern for those that feel like maybe they don't have they they don't have the time to think about those hard questions, or maybe they feel like you know what I'm just doing my job to pay the bills. So. Forget the, the big questions. So let's, let's kind of see how we can do this. Um, so purpose really, um, is, is that, is, is that sort of fundamental guiding principle for one's life is, mm. it's about the big why you do what you do. Uh, there's an incredible quote, uh, which almost, which, which I think I like, but it's still high level. Um, <laughs> and, we, and then today we're going to like go high level and we're going to go right down to it until when we are finished, everyone will have their paper statement written down yeah. if you sort of follow with us. So anyway, so th- that, Place of purpose is, is sort of this world where, um, you know, you have a sense of purpose, um, when your heart's deepest gladness meets the world's deepest hunger. Mm. I mean, it's like big statement. You're like, okay, I agree with that, but yeah. you know, you know, what does that mean? So let me give you another one to kind of, um, keep you going. Um, it's when you're sort of, it's something that both lights you up. On the inside and sets the world on fire mm. on the outside. Yeah. Right. Which is, I'm sure, I, I see you already have a question. Yeah. No, I was going to say that I, I really love that. I think one way I've heard it put is like when what sets your heart on fire meets a world's great need. Yeah. You know, so it's this connection of like, I'm doing something that impacts the world. Yeah. yeah. Love and, that. and it's, it's funny how important this question is because um the author you know cites the study that was done by USA today where they ask adults um if they were to ask a god or a supreme being one question what would that be right mm-hmm. um and they kind of had top 3 answers to that the you know the third answer you know um was you know 
why do why do people do bad things or why do bad things happen in life? And the second one was, um, will I have a life after death? But the top question was, what's my purpose here? Yeah. <laughs> right? You, you can just imagine how many of us are walking around um, uh, with, with that. Uh, with that question yeah, yeah. Uh, And I wonder how many of our listeners are Yeah, I think especially now, right After the last two years yeah. There's so many paths that we all had set before us That have shifted or changed yeah. And so those bigger questions Are really sitting in our hearts Of, you know, what am I waking up to do How am I impacting the world yeah. How am I meeting that world's greatest need yeah. That will set my, my heart on fire <laughs> yeah. uh, Because anything can happen <laughs> You know, you've realized Anything can happen Yeah. So where do we channel this conversation now? You know, we've said like, this is what purpose is, sets us all on fire. Um, and so what is that first sort of step in that? Excellent. So, so it would be great, I think, to sort of dispel some of the misconceptions. Yeah. Kind of just clear the path, um, for a conversation, for the rest of the conversation. One of the, f- the, the big one is that, you know, purpose is this one static thing. You know, like mm. you're sitting there and you're going to write one statement that has to be constant for the mm. next 70 years. And just the thought of that is like, geez, <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, I mean, it's just the, the, the weight of trying to do that. I think I think it's just too much. So the first thing we want to talk about is that purpose changes over time. Yeah, it grows with you. Yeah, it evolves as life happens. Um, so you can almost just embrace your purpose today. Not sort of wait for saying, how can I sit and calculate my whole entire life and give it one big meaning and put it in one sentence, yeah. right? Um, I think that, that, that would be the first one. And then the second one is, um, you know, just because maybe you have a purpose in life doesn't mean that you'll be happy all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you, you've yeah. experienced the same. No, that's actually really good. That's such a good thing to point out. I was actually having this conversation the other day with a colleague and we were just talking about the fact that like, even if you have a bad day, it's, are you waking up with that why? And so I think dispelling that misconception, because the idea that I have my path set means that every day for the rest of my life will be set down on this path is so good. So that's a great misconception to, to move out the way yeah. yeah yeah and the other one is this right that i've got my goals mm-hmm. you know i've got my long-term goals so if i've got goals so i'm set right yeah. um and you know some of you will be like i got a five-year goal uh, goals and like i got 10-year goals and um and and maybe just to kind of say that you know purpose and goals are two separate things Purpose is the big question Why it matters yeah. And goals are sort of those stepping stones They're sort of the hows you get um, To to fulfill your purpose So so those things are, are, are Critical to separate out Most of us now with the newest resolutions Our list of goals are, uh, <laughs> are A long one and what's yeah. worrying Is that most of those goals We don't hit because they don't have a sense Of purpose that boosts them yeah. um, uh, Behind so can I give you what Christine talks about as the how she defines the purpose as a sentence? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I find there's many of these sentences and, and the definitions, but I find this one even more useful, and that's why we picked up uh, we picked this book. She says that it's using your strength to live in keeping with your values and positively impacting the lives of others. Yeah. 
and and we're gonna unpack that um, throughout throughout this show because there's like five components to that uh, to that definition, um, which which will which we'll talk about, um, and um, um, there's there's quite a lot I think loaded in that question that that. Before we get there, we want to talk about the purpose mindset. Yeah, yeah. And so I know in the book, she really talks about, you know, this idea of values, which you bring out in that yeah. definition. And so, um, you know, how do we unpack that? What is the purpose mindset and how does that relate to what our values are? Um, yeah. So to define this purpose mindset, because today's topic is leading with the purpose mindset uh, also as almost at the core. And this is one of the first key ideas I would really like our listeners to, to take away. Um, in the easiest way to introduce this is as many, is this famous story that most of people will know, um, of, of three men who were laying bricks. Um, when they were asked, um, the first man was asked, hey, what, what are you doing? And he said, um, I'm laying bricks. And the second one said, I'm putting up a wall. And the third one says, I'm building a cathedral. Mm. And they're all doing the same thing. Uh, the first man, as you know, most of you will have heard the story, you know, it's said that he's got a job. The second one has got a career. And the third one has got a purpose. And, and really, the idea is that they're all doing the same thing. But uh, the third person is doing it with a purpose mindset. Mm. And that's what we all are faced with. We are faced with laying bricks every day. Um, we have to do work that's not always glamorous. You know, you got to punch away that uh, that spreadsheet pretty much every day. Yeah. Um, and kind of work your if statements and et cetera, et cetera. But is that mindset why you're doing it? Yeah. Which yeah. matters. Yeah, no, that's really good because I think sometimes we can feel, you know, if I was doing this, then I'd be happy. If I was doing this, then I'd find my why. But it's around how am I approaching what I am doing? How do I see it? How do I have the mindset that is connected to the core of what I want to be contributing to the world? Absolutely. Um, And so, yeah, how do we unpack that? Because the other thing that I know comes out of of the book is around, you know, purpose doesn't always mean success, for example. So like, well, well, what does that leave me with? And so how do we unpack that mindset? How do I wake up on Monday morning or yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, saying, you know, even though on Friday I saw this as a job today, how do I begin to see it as purpose? Lovely, lovely. Um, so, so that this change in mindsets gives all of us this sense of agency, mm. which is the sense that we have a choice. So most of us are sort of kind of going through life with the sense that I have to, you know, I have to drop off the kids. Yeah. I have to, I have to pay the bills and pay the yeah. bills. <laughs> and, um, and the first thing we want to do is to change the have tos to I get to, mm. right? You know, I get to take my kids to school. Mm. And the, the, there's just a different way of thinking about that. And that it gives you a sense that you're making a choice. Yes. To pay the bills, yes. right? So, so you can raise. Be a good citizen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how, how about this one? You're making a choice to pay your taxes. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what happens to the money? That's a separate story. But, but, but living purposefully really kind of gives you that sense that you get to, you get the sense of agency. Mm. And, and when we, when we lose, 
our our sense of making choices we sort of kind of fall back into land helplessness and yeah. most people are sort of walking around feeling a little bit helpless but it's all in the mindset yes. of sort of uh, thinking about it differently because every situation right every day every hour every zoom call presents us with a Purpose moment That's what the, the author speaks about An opportunity to show up on purpose yes. To say you know what I'm going to this meeting And um, I'm, I get to serve You know I, I get to do this I get to serve my purpose um, uh, Through the conversation that, I, that I'm going through So, so that's sort of the, that first shift in mindset mm, mm. That's really good Because it's also, it's also around finding purpose we, you know, we talk around the job, so what we get paid for, but even yeah. what we don't get paid for, yes, like yes, yes. The, the everyday activities yeah. that we might not get a pat in the back for, might yeah. not make a difference on the bottom line. Yeah. I can find purpose Absolutely. in that. You know, I get to do that. Yeah. Not I, I have to, yes. but I get to. Yes. Um, and then, you know, like Steve Jobs will say, this dots this to connect backwards because then your overall purpose, that big statement, you can only, you're largely going to write it maybe looking backwards. Because your purpose then sort of becomes that thread of a theme throughout all those many roles you've played, right? So you rocked up, you get to do this and you're saving kids and and then the following meeting you get to do this, you get to serve in a different way. But all sort of when you look back, you can see almost like a thread uh, of a theme of all the many roles that you've played. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really good. I think, um, you know, tonight when I wash the dishes, I get to wash the dishes <laughs> tonight, you know. <laughs> it's really great. So I'm really going to, you know, I get to let this taxi overtake me. On the road. <laughs> I'm really going to try to apply this. <laughs> but, but also think about the taxi, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I've always thought about it whenever sometimes they come and they, they, they yes. stop in front of you. To, you know, it irritates a lot of us. Mm. But think about... How customer centric that taxi driver is. Yeah. He's got someone that needs to get off at this spot because that's the closest spot to where they're going. Mm. Right. And, and you can, you can make way for him because or him or her, you can make way for them because you know that you're saving that, that, that person that that's going to get off and then work becomes a lot closer. Wow. And then you're saving, you're, you're saving the, the, you're saving a purpose of yeah. some sort. Yeah. So I think the, the theme on that piece is that um, living on purpose is a choice. Mm. And it's a one worth making. So, um, and I think uh, the, the author kind of has this, this view of an ABC. Yeah, or, could we talk about the, the ABCs that, uh, that she, she goes through, right? So it's, it's agency, biology, context. Yeah. You want to unpack those? <laughs> Absolutely. So the first one is agency. Yeah. Agency really is just, you know, you, you get, you get to make the choices, right? Mm-hmm. Um, living on purpose is a choice you can make right now. Like today, you can start to, to sort of have that purpose mindset. Then the second one is the biology and she unpacks a ton of studies that really shows you that, you know, living on purpose, you know, kind of makes you healthy. You feel younger. You, you know, there's mm-hmm. just so many, so many, so many benefits. Um, and then the third one is context. And, and this is important because because some people think of purpose and then they de-associate it with their lives journeys and their stories. You know, I, I, I grew up here and this is my, the way I've been raised, but my purpose is to solve 
world hunger, right? Like, you know, I'm passionate about this and my context looks like that. Mm. And, and purpose, really good purpose statements are anchored on a context that's closer to you. Mm. Um, rather than trying to find some big something or like, you know, you, you, maybe you don't even love technology or you're not even interested, but a, a nice tech driven purpose statement, you know, sounds mm. good. So, um, so context is key. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask a question just around that? Yeah, yeah. You know, what if my, my context, um, okay, I get that. Like, you know, context, the purpose can be found in my context, but I, I have bigger dreams, right? Yeah. I feel that there's something bigger that I can do. Yeah. How do I connect that to purpose, but still being rooted in the context that I'm in? Lovely. So, so the, the bigger, let's say you want to solve, when I answer it more practically, you want to mm. solve world hunger problems. Yeah. And your context is that you stay in Toyando, mm-hmm. right up in Limpopo. Mm-hmm. And, um, with the big view of solving world hunger problems, there's also like someone not too far from two streets away from you. There's a child there that's not able to make lunch meals at, at school. And yeah. um, why don't we start there? Yeah. That's your, your, your first context. So when we, when we remove ourselves and say, Hey, I want to go solve world hunger problems in, um, in Asia. Yes. But yet right here in our doorsteps, there are people that are hungry. Mm. Start here, save these ones. And then your purpose grows, right? Yeah. So you can work here. Then you solve, you know, you sort of, do some work that goes towards Polokwane and then you do some work that goes and then before you know it uh, over time you have solved world hunger problems Yeah, if you could. Yeah I love that. I heard a story of someone who went to Mother Teresa to go visit Mother Teresa when she was still alive and saw all the work that they were doing yeah. uh, there and uh, she said you know I want to I wanna do something big as well. What can I do? And Mother Teresa said go home and love your family. <laughs> you know <laughs> you know just like start I love that. It's like really, like, start with your context that's how, that's how you can change the world you know <laughs> oh, that's that, that that's very good. Okay. Um, and and I mean, and while you're kind of thinking about this, um, not only sort of this idea of purpose helps us sort of get to those big goals, it also helps us navigate the tough times, right? Mm. Um, most people have heard the story of Viktor Frankl who wrote this this famous book, and really having that sense of purpose was was key to to sort of surviving uh, concentration camps. So uh, we spoke about some definitions, and and we spoke about. You know, purpose is not goals. Mm. Then there's another one that, that, that people kind of bring up quite a bit. Um, I, I'm a leadership coach and, and I coach a number of people. One of the key questions is around, Hey, uh, I need to find my purpose, et cetera. And we kind of go through the, the journey. But when they kind of have this conversation, there's always a sense about, I don't know what I'm passionate about. Mm. You know, what's my passion? And, um, and oftentimes, the 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 question is a little bit wrong because they they're thinking about it as a, a, a passion is this like thing that's gonna make me so happy you know like I'm passionate about like sundown so you know like just watching <laughs> the guys and we and all of that stuff and, like people are like passionate about this stuff right but I think over time the word passion lost its its original meaning. And what the author does beautifully is she reminds us back again to what the, the word came from. Um, and she talks about how passion and patience came from the same Latin root, pati, mm. which means to suffer for something worthwhile. Wow. 
And therefore, passion is not this like happy, clappy thing I, I, I really like to do because people will say, yeah, find your pep, your passion and you will never work a day in your life, right? Mm. And life will always be on, on uh, cruise control. But really, passion means the willingness to suffer or sacrifice for, th- for something that's important to you. Ah, that's a, that's, that's a different, I'm passionate about this, right? Yes. Kind of happy, clappy approach. Mm, mm, mm. And so I know that as well, what, you know, there might be some sacrifices connected to that yeah. as well. Yeah. So what does that look like? <laughs> yeah. So that's why I bring in this passion thing. Yes. Because, um, to live on purpose, you're going to end up having to make Purposeful sacrifices, mm. right? Uh, and and the depth of your passion really is going to be that energy and the fuel that sort of allows you to continue to live in this uh, in this purpose lane, if it were. Yeah. So so if it's just something you kind of do because now today you're excited about, hey, today we're gonna, you know, this was so much of fun. We were teaching kids how to do math, right? And most of us have kind of gone through that phase where, you know, we sort of. Um, go and kind of try a little bit and teach maths uh, to to students, and then sometimes it la- the NGO kind of goes and lasts, you know, six months, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. When things really get tough, the yeah. depth of that passion, that willingness to suffer, yes. starts to fade away. And I think there was a movie which was titled correctly, "The Passion of the Passion for Christ." I think a while back, mm-hmm. and that movie, there's not a lot of happy, clappy. Yeah. This is so much of fun. <laughs> Uh, this is so much of our type yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, I think you've built a really great case for purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, practically, yeah. how do we unpack this? I yeah. know that uh, Christine really helps us unpack this well. And so can we start going into that? Yeah, yeah let's do that. Because, yeah. um, you know, and when you go to this section now, we will really appreciate it if you can sort of get a, grab a, a pen and a piece of paper or, you know, bring out your, your, Whatever device that you use to write, uh, you know, <laughs> there's countless devices. Anyway, so let's go back to the definition that she puts out. She says, using your strengths to live in keeping with your values and positively impacting the lives of others. Mm-hmm. So there's about five components that are key in building out your core sort of purpose overall statement, mm-hmm. right? The, these are the following. So your values. It's, it's in that definition as you can, as you remember, mm-hmm. your strengths. And then the third one is the community, the impact people you want to serve, right? The fourth one is commitments you will be making in living in this lane. And then there's a fifth piece, which most of the literature around purpose doesn't always cover, which is these emotional aspects, the fears, the yeah. anxieties, the, the, this mental, Things that you will have to overcome deep on the inside for you to be able to, to do this. So mm-hmm. five, five components really values, strengths, community or impact group, commitments and the fears. Okay. Awesome. So can we flesh that out? We start with values. Yeah. So, so let's do that. And, and, uh, most people kind of throw out values like, uh, um, often, hey, yeah, you know, that wasn't aligned with my values, etc. Mm. But, uh, but, you know, values are key because they, the values guide how we make decisions big and small. Yeah. Um, and because they are so integral to us, most of us don't realize them. Right. So some, some of them are so ingrained in us that we just know when something rubs us the wrong way. Yeah. 
and then it's rubbing off a certain value that you've grown up with, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But but it's key for us to sort of unpack and kind of go, here are my four or five values, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of know them. And and normally you know these things get categorized and there's many there's quite a lot of literature on this stuff, but there's sort of three main ones where you kind of say there's permission to play values, right? And then you've got core values, mm-hmm. and then you've got some of these sort of aspirational values. Okay, you're gonna have to unpack <laughs> those three. <laughs> so the permission to play values are almost like the easiest way to do it is like uh, the Old Testament, right? And then the Ten Commandments. Um, you know, don't steal, you know, have integrity and, you know, like do the the normal stuff. Like so whenever people say, hey, my values are integrity, being honest, and I'm just like, yeah, I think everyone should kind of have that, you know. <laughs> okay. yeah. And so that that's sort of, yeah, welcome to yes. <laughs> to society. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think I think that should be accepted. But the the true, what they call core values, those define Nobile specifically, okay. right? Um, these are core to you, and I'll, I'll give you an example with my own. And they're sort of aspirational values, which sort of leads towards, you know, I would love to be this kind of person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, easy way uh, to kind of do. My my core values is um, I'll give you a framework that um, Richard Laura uses to sort of define those sort of core 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 values, and 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 um, and the the author of the book kind of talk about you know you can identify what you call the personal values or personal value, which is like a guide to personal conduct conduct kind of stuff, then. There's sort of like an element of social value Which sort of guides the choices around people And how you engage with people And there's sort of achievement values Which are those that sort of, you know, spare you into action Mm. And the physical values which guide, you know Your choice of physical things And, you know, your body, your money, etc So I'll give you my four, right? According to that sort of framework Um, I... My four core values You know there's all the, and the integrity stuff and, and a bunch of other things But core I think and central to me Is I I'm about taking courageous action hmm. Right um, uh, I'm about Lifelong learning And uh, I'm about sort of humility and um and last one is resilience and and I, I have got sort of mini phrases around it So the courageous action one Uh I don't know if I'll ever forget this. Uh, uh, I was um, I was training for for Iron Man. We were gonna oh, do Iron Man in twenty. Just drop that. <laughs> 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 I'll pick it up. For you. <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't realize. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, no, no, no. Because I didn't do it. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for other reasons. Well, uh, one thing is that you trained for. Yeah, better change for. You know, yeah, I was on the program. You did now. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. No, no, no. So the idea was, uh, it, it was 2019. We we're training for the June um, uh, Deben uh, Ironman 70.3. So, mm-hmm. so as you know, 2020, you know, yes. uh, COVID, etc. Um, but we we're on this path, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, for for many years, I've been a long distance runner. I've done many marathons and ultras, and you know, I've, I cycle long distance. You know, that that was easy. The hard part was the swimming. 
Mm. And as you know, and I don't, I know this obviously it's not true, right? But you know, we have this sense that black people can swim, right? Mm. And so, mm. um, not that that's the, that's the reality, but I couldn't. Um, so I learned how to swim. Mm. So, so, and we, we kind of go, the coach kind of taught us all the basics. We're swimming in a pool, right? Mm-hmm. And the water is clear. And the, you get the black line in the middle And then you can go, 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 yeah. go So it's so progress, progress Start in a small pool, we go to the bigger pool, etc Then the question is, you're ready for Open water swimming, out in the day Yeah. Alright, good, yeah, of course So she says, I'll swim with Right next to you, don't worry, it's easy It's the same thing we did in the pool <laughs> so, so I dive in And anyone that has swim open water Will know You You see almost 30 sort of Like a ruler distance Uh, That's probably all you could see And the rest is just like darkness And it's just like You don't see anything It's it's just scary And I'm I got all these thoughts About crocodiles Jumping out of this there And And I'm going this thing And I'm like Scared Right (laughs) So So she sees this And she grabs me Lifts me I'm just like Hey what's going on My heart rate was off the chart Um then I was scared. Eh? I, I, I've I've never seen anything like this. Then eventually she's like, okay, "Let's go back, right?" Yes. So we go back. She's oh oh another thing. She says she's never seen anyone swim so fast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just my little trip going back. <laughs> it's like the the fastest swim she has ever seen. So um. So then she's like, no, no matter, it's the same thing, you know, deep breath and, you know, remember, you know, uh, all the stuff that we, we did in the pool. Um, then, um, then she said this, which, which, uh, she, which sort of now gave me like a sentence about, about this one. I know I've always, I'm the guy that always takes courageous action, but now I've kind of adopted the sentence she said. Mm. She says, we are Iron Man. We do the things that scare us, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. she said that. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. We went back in there. We did a couple of loops. Yes. Um, and every time, like today, <laughs> um, we have to do this show live, um, you know, I, I kind of just remembered as we were working up here, we do the things that scare us. Amazing. And, um, and you know, anything could happen on this show. You know, I, I could say the wrong thing. And, um, but you know, we take courage section. So that, that's my value. And every time I feel like I want to retreat back mm-hmm. to, to the bank, to the safety bunker, you know, I kind of go, you know, I do the things that scare me. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a long explanation to kind of give that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I learn every day. It's, it's a big one for me. And then the humility one, I, and I'm a Christian and I got, I love the scripture about not to think of yourself too highly that you ought to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it kind of brings me down and, and, and kind of grounds me. And the last one is this idea of resilience. And some people who know me, they kind of know that I have, I have this, sta- this mini statement that I always put out and say, you know, always a little feather. And that's sort of, that's, that's sort of a description of a real value. Yeah. And, and I got this one from, um, from uh, a story that Bear Grylls spoke about. Um, you know, Bear Grylls, some of you will know him very well, but he spoke about when he was training for British Special Forces and that's, that's brutal stuff. Like you don't, you know, out of so many people that starts, only a few makes it, make it. Um, so they were going 
one of the training segments was to sort of go up some of the big uh, soft, uh, Swiss mountains. And um, after many days of carrying their bags and climbing the mountain and going down on the other side of the mountain, then they could look off over a distance. They could see the army trucks, right? Yeah. They're like, okay, this segment is finished, right? Yes. And they're like, you know, you know, when you see the finish line, you get energized and you're like, all right, this is it. So they approach, approach, approach. And as they approach, the, the truck starts off and they, they go, right? Mm. Then so word was sent to them to say, oh, the trucks will meet you on the other side of the mountain, right? Mm. So you gotta climb back up. Like after, like, you know, these people are exhausted. Yeah. Almost quite a lot of them, they drop their packs and they quit. And here's what happened. The, the trucks kind of, they, they walked, there's a few of them walked back towards the, the mountain and, uh, and then someone came and said, yeah, um, the trucks are going to come pick you up now. We just wanted to see who can still go a little bit further. Um, and, and that's, that was the lesson to say the difference between ordinary and ex- extraordinary. It's often that little word extra. Yeah. And, uh, and the British special forces motto is always a little further. Just as everyone is about to quit, that's when sort of, you know, I remind myself to kind of kick in and go. Anyway, that was a long talk about Velus. No, but that was so good because I think that it challenges me to unpack my values rather yeah. than just saying one word, but really what does this represent in my life? And I love that idea of having a little phrase that yeah. then connects you back to that value. So yeah. that was, that was great. I think people probably took a lot of notes <laughs> around that. So that was really great. And so the second component, strengths. Yeah. yeah. The, the second component is this, this I love, right? So I'm um, a Gallup certified strength coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the reason I love strength so much is, is because we are all endowed with these raw natural talents that most of us just ignore, right? Like, yeah. like um, you know, you could be so great if you re- embrace your talents and you grow them into strengths, and those are the things that will make you absolutely amazing. And we just ignore those, and we're like, hey, I want to do that, but I want to kind of do it the way Rulani does it, right? But, but that's not... How you sort of are wired, right? Mm. Um, anyway, so it's key to sort of identify what your strengths are and what you're going to do, uh, because this is another big one. Otherwise, I'll go and have another long 30 minute segment on strengths. <laughs> uh, you know, super excited about this stuff. We're going to unpack for next week's session strengths based leadership. Okay. Right. So we're going to have a whole hour on just talking about strengths and how you lead off your strengths. Uh, many, many people kind of, uh, look at a leader and, and try emulate what they do mm. and that what they do well, but they're doing that out of their natural, you know, things they, they were gifted. They didn't do anything to get there. Right. Mm. So we look at that person like, Oh, I want to do it the way they do it. Um, but you can achieve the same, if not more, by doing the way you were hardwired to do things. Yeah. Right. So we'll unpack that. But anyway, what would be great to note here is that we all have talents and, and talents really are a pattern of how you think, feel and behave. Yeah. Right. We'll unpack that. And really when you invest more and more of those on those talents, they start to grow into strength and then strength sort of become those qualities that help you succeed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and there's a separate from skills because skills is the stuff that you learn. Uh, but what's n- important to note with strength is that your strength 
it's often your biggest need. Right when you coach people, you know you find someone at the verge of quitting their job. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, you know, I don't get to learn much. I don't get to drive projects, and 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 largely it's the need to uh, their strength is to drive projects, is to drive uh, to activate and push things to the limit, etc. But their role is structured such that they don't get to do that. Yeah. And they kind of have these needs to want to go do that that kind of stuff. Then they hate their job. Largely because they've got a strength they have that they don't even know about, and they kind of go around different jobs um, because that thing will always eat at you. Yeah. Second thing is your strength is your so- biggest source of frustration mm. with others. Right? I, I got a friend of mine. He's, he's he's got the strength we call it a ranger and the strength of organizing. Mm. Right? When there's disorder, you know, he's just like, but my boss there and, and he's not organized. And then I did his. Um, uh, we, we did a strength finder exercise And when I looked at it I'm like Ah now the All our conversations make sense yeah. You have this gift To arrange And put things in order yeah. And it's your natural gifting yeah. Instead of being frustrated with others That they can't do that That's the pull for you um, To go do that yeah. I think there's a saying like that I think uh, around your calling and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So next week we'll unpack, you know, even how to identify your strengths in because, you know, if it's like your biggest need and your biggest frustration, <laughs> I think it's quite important to actually be able to know what it is. Um, should we move on to community, right? So who you're impacting. Yes, 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 yes. Component. Yeah. Lovely. So on the strengths, right? So easy way, right? So get some assessments done. Yes. And uh, one of the things we do is we can unpack that assessments for you and it kind of walk through. And then, and what's, what surprises me is how much we study everything else but ourselves, eh? So true. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna read up on this celebrity and I know everything about <laughs> this person. And like, you can't do like a simple assessment to just kind of find out what your innate talents look yeah. like. Anyway, so let's talk about community. So, Martin Luther King, he junior, he, he, it, it says, you know, life's most agent question is what are you going to do for others right and and he calls it that that the urgent real true agent question and and the idea really is about sort of being this outward having this outward view sort of of the world and and what's key here with christine and other authors on on and researchers on on purpose is to define the others in a specific way, uh, almost to a, to a point of a plot of land, if it were, you know, like you know, you serve the young people in Amazim Doti, right? And and it's and it's that localized. The 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 statements that says, you know, I, I want to kind of do this global thing. Ah, you know, this person hasn't really uh, understood their purpose. You know, mm-hmm. to serve women in leadership or transition and in with this background then you know someone has really thought through some of that stuff to serve young people of assemblies of god church right Mm. now 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 you're now now you're sort of given to a community Mm. um and you're saving them uh, for that purpose um, If it's still very global And it's still very like You know I want to change the world You know you're not going to change the world mm. Because it's many of us Everyone has got their little corner To make a difference where they're at mm. um, So so it's critical to identify your 
your community and and on this outward view right uh there's sort of three ways you can think about how you want to sort of make a um kind of figure out you know how you want to save three ways one is need driven sort of which is your it's created by the need to want to solve a specific problem for that specific community right so 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 that's one some people might have a sense that that community really needs mentorship or they needs someone to fight the crime there's just such crime in that area i want to give the rest of my life to sort of fix that the second one is desire driven right where when you seek to use your particular gifts to serve a purpose you know like yes. i'm gifted i'm a gifted communi- uh, communicator mm-hmm. so i want to use my voice to do triple one two three four and then the third one is about experience driven this one it tends to sort of lead people to even quit their jobs and kind of volunteer for for something um in an ngo or something like that Mm. where you where something happens in your life where you say i don't want that to ever happen to another person Mm. Mm. yeah that's really good because i think sometimes even with that sort of who we serve we can actually compare ourselves within those three categories we can sort of find you know how, who we're serving and how we're serving them in a much clearer way yeah um in terms of what drives us so it's not all about you know i might i might know what my gift is that can then serve this community Lovely. well yeah that's really great so maybe we can pause here we, okay. we, we unpacked three right so we spoke about um the values mm-hmm. the strengths mm-hmm. and the the community yes and what the uh, christine does in the book she kind of gives us our first shot at crafting our own paper statement okay ready yes pen yes or tablet or laptop mm-hmm. or something yeah. or voice recorder yeah right so let, let's get it so then the first thing is uh you know, some of you may have thought about this thing and maybe it's, it's crystallizing or maybe you paused the podcast um, uh, when we were talking about values to find out which ones are, are yours. So she says, write down three core values that define you. And I spend a lot of time kind of talking about my one, um, my ones, as, as you'll remember. And and then you kind of do that, but we won't pause and wait for you because <laughs> the clock is ticking. Um, and then the second piece is uh, write down sort of your three sort of strengths, um, things that you're great at. You know, you're a great communicator, etc., etc. Kind of put those three. Um, and then the third one is just put down the three impact individuals, even right mm. or groups. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you a, a brief story about the individuals. There's a, there's a. When I was growing up, mm-hmm. I was not good at school. Mm-hmm. So when I was in grade three, um, I um, I was I was bad, right? Mm-hmm. And back in the days when you were good, obviously you passed to the next grade. When you were bad, obviously they fail you. But when you're not good. You know, they send you a class back. Mm. When you're excellent, they make you skip a class. Yes, right? yes. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. So I was in the other category where they sent me back a class. Mm. They sent me back to a class of a teacher called Miss Murudi. And um, so, so I went back to a class because like, I was not great. And she said, she kind of helped me kind of get the, the basics and all of those things, and she will stay behind with me almost every day, mm. kind of half be 
do this stuff that I was supposed to do. Um, and, um, if it wasn't for her saving me, I mean, she almost gave that period of her life, you know, saving an individual. Yeah. Remember when you spoke about the community that you save? Yeah. Sometimes it's not big groups. It could be just an individual. Literally just through her, her, herself to save me. Mm. Uh, a grade two child. Um, and, and she, and, and that completely changed the, the course of my whole life. And now, mm. you know, Fast forward, metric, uh, five distinctions, and, and uh, all from being served by by someone that kind of lived purposefully. Wow. Um, and obviously, you know, the rest the rest is history. As they say, all right, let's go back to the to the exercise, right? So, I, <laughs> I just I, I thought just that that could also embed the the idea around. Your purpose could be to serve any individual. Yes. A, someone that, that's battling with, a, who's disabled mm. or who's abled differently. Mm. Um, and, and that's a purpose. That's a life that's, that's fully lived. Anyway, so the template. You've got all of those three, right? And then she says, you want to almost write it in this way. And this is sort of, will be a bit clunky at the beginning, but, but we'll get to it. Okay. So she says, because I value, Value one, value two, value three, uh, you insert yours. I will use my gifts, uh, of sort of strength one, strength two, strength three, um, to make a positive impact to that person or that group mm. or that group. Mm. Right. So, so, so let's go with it. So because I value, I don't know, uh, humility and my gifts are, uh, um, Communication, you know, mm. I want to use my voice to impact yes. females in this environment. Yes. Right. So, so, so that's the sort of first piece. So we're looking at the clock. Maybe let's, let's accelerate to the fourth, to mm. the fourth deal. Yeah. So the fourth deal is commitment. Yeah. And, um, this is the hardest one, I think, of all of them. Because we are, as humans, we are very good at sort of doing what we feel like doing, but not so much doing what we said we will do. Yes. Um, and, and what I sort of want to encourage people, um, uh, uh, David Brooks wrote one of my favorite books, favorite, favorite book calls, called The Second Mountain. Uh, he describes sort of commitments as sort of falling in love with something and then building a structure of behavior around it that will carry you throughout, even when that love falters. Wow. And, and I think that's key to note. Yeah. So let me go to the last one, which is our fears. Yes. Right? Most of us are driven by these anxieties and small fears, and we're not even aware of them. You know, fear of failing, of being alone, of et cetera, et cetera. Um, and what's key in crafting your purpose statement is to identifying those um, and kind of listing them out. Yeah. Therefore, the final purpose statements with all the five things listed, because I value one, two, three, I will use my gifts and strength one, two, three to make a positive impact to group one, two, three. And I accept my fears about one, two, three. Uh, still today, I will make a conscious, purpose-based commitments to do one, two, three. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Lovely, it does. lovely. So, so could we wrap it up? Yes. 
let's wrap it up. That was really, really great. And I think um, even with hearing you unpack this book, I think now a lot of people want to want to get it. You know. <laughs> so, so, so thank you so much for that. Yeah. Lovely. So really, we want to encourage you to sort of go craft your paper statement, and then with that, right, over time, have it big and clunky. Then you might even want to crystallize it into a slogan, right, and so that you can remember. Or you can even find its own theme song, right, and go out there and live purposefully. So um, we're hoping to catch up again next week. But until then, go out there and super lead. Cliffcentral.com.